everyone. My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the, the Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Welcome back, Homegirl Hustlers. We're so happy to have you guys back as always. And before we get into everything, we do want to make a note. The topic today was based on a very popular episode that you guys have listened to in the past. So we wanted to make a note, you know, you guys really loved our episode about how to stop taking things personally. And so Abby and I were like, okay, you guys really enjoyed that topic. What's some more that we can give to you guys that's very similar? So we want to talk today about how to take more responsibility and stop blaming others. And this is, again, something that is so relatable. It's just perfect. Abby saw the topic episode two and she was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk about this topic. But a little bit about the topic before we get going. When things go wrong, which we all know they definitely do, our typical response as humans in general is to cast blame. We blame our situation, someone else, or anything else besides ourselves. This doesn't just happen at work. This happens in relationships and all aspects of our lives. And if we're going to work to become the best version of ourselves and work to reach our goals in life, it does require taking responsibility for our own thoughts and feelings and actions instead of blaming everything or everyone else. In this episode, we're going to go over how to take control of your life by taking responsibility. Listen in and get ready to take steps on how to run your life and not have it run you. Mm. Yes. Period. Mm So again, this is why we're talking about the episode is because we want to touch on the really popular one that you guys loved. And before we get going, Abby and I are going to have a conversation around this topic and we're really excited to go through it. But Abby, I'd love your thoughts on this topic to get us going. Yes. No, I really like this topic because this is something that we don't really consciously learn. But once you learn it, you are truly like mentally, it helps you open up these gates because you're no longer waiting on others to navigate your own life. You're no longer reliant on others and what they have to say and what they have to do and how they feel, but you rather taking responsibility and controlling the controllables. That is something my old boss really stuck. He told me, control the controllables. And that's because I was working in sales. And I'd be like, oh, this person did this, this person did this. I didn't have a brochure. I didn't have anything to show. Control the controllables. And this really teaches you that at the end of the day, when it comes to life and everything that everyone does to you and how they treat you and how they think of you and how they perceive you, that is for them to do. And it's for you to set emotional boundaries around so that you don't allow that to infiltrate your mindset and your heart and your passion and leak its way into your life like a poison. So I love this topic. I think it's super like crucial to talk about. Amen. Honestly, you touched on so many important things when it comes to this topic. And I think that you made a great note of this is something that you can honestly do unconsciously sometimes because humans like we're innately wired not to sit and reflect on ourselves. We're innately wired to say, oh, this is the situation I'm in and start pointing fingers and blaming everything else about the situations that we're in or experiences that happen to us. And again, there are going to be things in your life where you cannot control. You can't control being born, for example. Like you didn't make that decision. Your parents made that decision. You can't control who 
your parents are. You know, if they decide to have you, that's not really your decision. If something happens, like for example, you are driving normal and someone just decides not to pay attention and hits your car, you couldn't have done anything really most of the time to control that. There are a lot of things that happen in life that you don't, like Abby's saying, you don't have control over. But that doesn't mean you don't control your reaction. That doesn't mean you don't control how you handle the situation. That doesn't mean you don't control what happens after that situation happens. And so there's a lot of things that we'll go into with this episode. But when it comes to this topic, I feel like a lot of people feel like they are almost stuck and can feel like they're bound by either a past experience that defines them or an opinion of someone that can define them. And by define them, what I'm meaning is what has happened in the past, they may see that as, for example, like this is a a very random example, but my parents got divorced, so I'm hopeless for love. And then you can go in like a downward spiral, for example, of, okay, this is my example for love. My parents got divorced. I don't believe in marriage. I don't believe in that anymore. You know, this happened to me, so this must be my destiny. I'm bound to fail. I'm bound to not have a relationship that works because of my past history with my parents. And that's a small example, but I wanted to kind of give an example of letting a past experience bound you or limit you or blame that experience instead of moving forward from it and focusing on becoming the best version of yourself. So Abby, kind of going off of that, just kick off the episode. I'm curious if you've ever felt bounded by a past experience or opinion of someone or like kind of let that limit you or put blame on that instead of, you know, being able to move forward. Hmm. I know this is reflection too. Abby doesn't know she was about to be asked that question. (laughs) So she has to like think for a second too. And the answer might be no off top of your head, but it's good to reflect on. I will say that off the top of my head, I say no, because I have not let like one person be the one to impact me. But I can say that this is one thing that I noticed as I got older would affect me. Since I was little, I was very competitive and I liked to like be the best at everything I did. Like that was like so like fulfilling to me, not because I wanted everyone to think I was the best, but just me, I was just competitive. And I was just like, that was my aura. And so by the time I got to high school, it was like very like, okay, I've been a straight A student my whole life. I've been all these things. By the time I was a freshman, I was the only sophomore triathlete actually in high school. But one thing that did inhibit me, some people would say things, so they would have opinions of me that, like, people would develop their own opinions of me, saying things like, I almost got handed all my wins. And that was a combination of, just a combination of, oh, you went to a private school, that's why you're smart. Oh, your dad played sports, so that's why you're athletic. It was almost discrediting me or, oh, you are black. And that's the only reason why you got this scholarship to Northwestern. Like a kid literally said that to me. And I didn't even know my mom posted on Facebook. I walked to school and this kid literally said, the only reason you got into that school is because you're black. You're number 22 in the class. I'm number five. There's no way you got in and I didn't. And I was legit like... Like, I really was, like, speechless. The the fact that he would go up to you and say that, too, is, like... Yeah, and, like, till this day, like, I remember things like that. And that person 
still like I realized over time or even I had someone walk up to me. All minorities went through the same struggles. I don't get why you keep getting so many scholarships. Like you haven't done anything to deserve anything. So like I would get a lot of these coming from different directions. I had the athletes even say to me when I got straight A's, oh, you only got straight A's because you don't focus on sports. I was the number one athlete graduating in my school, but people would but just say these things to me. But everyone seeing their shortcomings and putting and that blame it. on you to protect themselves. Because they don't know how they oh, can do both. Oh, I didn't both. get a scholarship, but you did. So I'm going to blame you and look at you and say, you had this. It's And it's protecting themselves. Yes. But as a youth, how it impacted me was I became very quiet about my successes. I never... It's not that I wasn't bragging. I was happy. I told my family we celebrated together, but I did not accept compliments. Well, I did not accept celebrations. I did not celebrate the little things in my life because I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to do this or, oh, this is easy to me or, oh, this got handed to me. And so I stopped celebrating my little successes and I stopped telling people all the cool things I'm doing. I stopped telling everyone, oh, I got straight A's. I stopped telling everyone, oh my gosh, I'm in the newspaper. I did not care. People would ask me, like my coach, did you get a copy of the newspaper? You're in it. No. Even two years ago, I got a magazine publication and I'd never ordered the magazine or cared. And people now I'm looking at that and I'm like, that's because so many times in my life, people have discredited and been like, oh, this got handed to you. Oh, you're supposed to be that. Oh, you need to be that. Oh, you, there's no reason you shouldn't be that. And so these experiences actually really did impact me on how I celebrated myself. And I will say that now doing this pageant, for example, they're like, Abby, you need to be more like cocky. And I was like, no, that's not in my personality. And they're like, no, not even cocky. You need to brag about yourself more. Like people need to know these things you're doing. Talk and how, about your accomplishments. Talk correct. about things you don't know that who you you're going to inspire. Yeah. The same way there's people that despise you for it. There's people you're inspiring because of it. There's people that want to be able to do those things and want to know the how to and want to have a path for themselves. And so that's one time where I definitely felt bound by people's experiences. I didn't really realize it until, honestly, like the past couple of years. I was like, wow, it's like I was wearing a straight jacket, being called crazy for doing all these things. But really, like they just were projecting their insecurities or what they might not have seen themselves capable of doing. Lesson of the day, though. <laughs> Once you realize these things, you do have the ability to choose how you move forward. And for me, I know that the past month or two, I've been posting more. I've been talking about what I've been doing more. I've been doing things that even my family sometimes are like, Abby, don't brag too much. I don't want too many eyeballs on you. I don't want too much of the spotlight on you. But it's like, no, I have the opportunity to help others, to inspire others, to show others how they can be who they want to be. Even though other people might not want to see it, there are so many people that are there to be able to. There is a difference help. between confidence and cockiness and confidence is I have experience in this. I've done this. I've learned mm -hmm. from it. I can share my experience. I can share my successes. Cockiness is completely different. It's like, yeah, I'm amazing. So what? It's almost mm -hmm. like this like aspect of you're not humble, 
when you're cocky, when you're sharing your confident successes and you're you're confident in everything that you've done, it's like, yeah, I've done this and I've learned from it, but that doesn't mean that, you know, tomorrow I may not make a mistake or mess up or I am always willing to learn. Like mm-hmm. there's a difference between being confident, sharing your successes and then cocky and prideful and saying, yeah, I'm this, like come at me. You know what I mean? There's, there's very yes. much a big difference and people can tell the difference from a mile away, so. And then too, I noticed that I would start, blaming others, kind of what this topic's about. I would be like, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings or I don't want to make them feel sad. And it's like, no, take control of the situation. Like this, not on them. They need to set their emotional boundaries. You need to live your life. And so that was another thing that I had to take my personal responsibility on because at the end of the day, it is about that bigger picture. And there's always going to be people that are going to have you something to say. You can't be worried about that. Yeah. yeah. You can't be worried about hurting someone else's feelings when you have a million people you can inspire, you know? Correct. Correct. So Hannah, I wanted to ask you about a time where maybe you put blame on somebody in the past and didn't take responsibility for your own emotions in that sense. Oh, that's a great question. I think this is too a more vulnerable topic where Abby and I really like to like share vulnerable experiences with you. And for me personally, answering that question, what comes to mind is my relationship with Andrew, honestly, my husband, because there was a time that sticks out in my head where, oh, and it drives me crazy almost to this day still. We were driving in a car with my family. He had just gotten into his Master's of Architecture program. It was a couple years ago. We're in Dallas. We're going to this nice restaurant downtown. And my wallet is in the car. Well, I locked it in like a little box in the car. And I just took my ID out because Andrew has his card and and he pays. And I just needed my ID. So I'm like, I'm not going to bring my wallet and my purse and everything in. I'll just lock it away in the car. So I put it in like this box in the car. And I just assumed that, you know, he locked the car when we left. Well, we get back after dinner and everything, and we go back in the car, and my wallet's gone, purse is gone, and a few other things were stolen. So the car wasn't locked, and people had stolen a bunch of things. And I was just, I like lost it with him. I was like, are you, I was yelling at him, like in front of my whole family, like, Just like so upset. I'm just like, how do you not lock the car? Like, how do you not remember to do that? Like, now I don't think you understand. Like, I had all my credit cards, like my business card, my license, like all these things. Like, and I was just making a big fuss about it. And my dad was listening to this and he was basically like, Hannah, he like called me out and he was like, Hannah, it was obviously an accident. Like, Andrew did not mean to forget to lock the car. Like it was obviously like not the smartest move. It was a dumb mistake, but like he's a human. It's okay. And like he doesn't deserve the treatment that you're giving him right now. And like, how would you want to be treated if you were in this situation? And then he brought up him as a surgeon and he was like, he brought this time up. He goes, there was a time where I literally like needed an implant for surgery. And the person who was supposed to give me that implant got the wrong side. He needed a left side. They got him a right side. And so instead of freaking out in the middle, like as they're about to do the surgery, like right out, he's like getting the implant and everything. He realized it and he said, you need to go right now and get the correct implant. And the person did. The surgery went fine. All this stuff happened. But he goes, Hannah, 
That happened and I kept my cool. I was calm. I let him know about the mistake. We made the adjustment to fix it. We got everything correctly. The surgery was successful. Everything ended up being fine. And he goes, that person came up to me after saying, hey, I will never make that mistake again. I sincerely apologize for making that mistake. It was just, you know, a mindless mistake I obviously should not have made. And I really appreciate how you treated me throughout that situation. And he goes, Hannah, and that was someone's surgery implant. And he's like, and you're freaking out over a wallet. And it made me put things into perspective, not at the moment because I was upset, but like after, I still to this day remember it. And I'm like, wow, I literally just was blaming Andrew and like freaking out at him. When in reality, like I left my wallet in the car. When I leave my wallet in the car, that's leaving it susceptible. Someone could have broken the window, even if Andrew had locked the car Mm -hmm. and stolen it. And that's Mm -hmm. on me. If I really wanted to do something about it, could I have done something? Yeah, I could have taken my wallet and my bag and I could have taken it with me into the restaurant. And so that I know is like a smaller example, but it's honestly the one that comes to mind because I think about like, wow, I really could have done something different. I could have taken my wallet and my purse and brought it in with me and I put blame on someone in an extreme way when I really didn't have to. And so that, in my experience... It was a time where I put blame on someone that I really didn't have to. And so going off of this, the point I kind of want to derive from the situation is before responding to a situation, we really need to be asking ourselves, what role did I play in this situation? Could I have made it better? And if I would have sat there and just asked myself that question first, instead of lashing out at my husband, we would have avoided all the drama, all the lashing out, that whole situation, because I could have just responded saying, yeah, you know, it sucks. I shouldn't have left my stuff in the car. I took that risk when I left my stuff in the car. Mm -hmm. Now I got to deal with it. But instead I put blame on someone else and that changed the whole scenario. Yes. And like, even with that situation, it's good, like in hindsight that you've been able to realize where you could have changed. But even after something like that happens, sometimes we become so consumed with whose fault it was, who did what. It's like, we're not even looking for a solution anymore. And that's one thing that I always try to point out to like the people around me. Cause when I'm like, Hey, why did you do that? I'm not trying to say like, it's your fault. I'm literally like, Hey, is there a reason you did that? Because if it was a correct reason, that's fine. But a lot of times we cast blame on each other so much that we don't even see moments like those as, okay, let's find a solution together. It's just like, whose fault is it? Yes. You're so consumed about placing the blame. You don't even recognize the situation. Mm-hmm. Like you're not even talking about how to find your wallet or what nope, credit cards to cancel. I'm not even talking about what the next step is about getting my license or like doing my credit cards or actually taking – like what I really need to be do is calling the bank, canceling transactions for my credit cards, like actually taking the steps that come after that. Instead, I was just mm-hmm. blashing out of my husband in front of my family you know, and it wasn't appropriate. And it was like, obviously I didn't see that in the moment, but I look back and I'm like, ooh, what I would have been wanted to be treated differently. Yeah. If I made a mistake like that, I wouldn't want someone lashing out at me. Mm-hmm. I would want to help them fix the problem and then move on. Cause guess oh what? We're all gosh, human and we're yeah. all going to make mistakes. No, that happened. That happened when I was, see, I'm on the other side of the spectrum where I just really, I'm really logical guys. So like, I'm very empathetic. Like I understand people's like emotion, not, I'm not going to say I'm empathetic. I'm going to say I'm very emotionally intelligent. And so I understand what everyone's going through. And I'm like, okay, once we've processed these emotions, can we find a solution? And so sometimes like example, 
I went to a water park with my boyfriend and his family. And I no, know this, this is example, a, so I'm this like is, laughing. It was like, yes, because you know me. And like, I don't have any. Okay, I'm just going to give an example. We basically all were going to the same water park and they had two different sides of the water park 10 minutes away from each other. So a shuttle away. My boyfriend and I went to one side of it. The family went to the other. And this whole time we're looking for each other, not realizing there's two sides. We're 10 minutes away from each other driving. Once we realize it, nobody has their phones because we're at a water park. You're not carrying your phone around. And so me and my boyfriend, we end up heading to the other side because he's like, I want to spend time with my family. Like, that's all I came here to do. We didn't bring our phones. Oh, no, I brought my phone. So we brought our phones, but they didn't have theirs. By the time we get a hold of them, they're like, we're like, hey, guys, like, where are you? And they're like, you guys haven't been answering your phone this whole time. And now you're asking us where we are. We just went through a whole entire slide. And it would be great if you guys answered your phone. And I'm just like, well, we realize there's two sides of the water park and we're here now. And they were like, okay. And I'm like, so where are you guys? And they're like, we'll come to you guys. And I'm just like, okay. And then they come to us and they were literally like about to throw hands. Like, why didn't you answer your phone? Why are we? And I'm just, I literally was like, guys, I think we should put that in the past. Let's enjoy the next hour because we only have an hour left together. And they were literally looked at me like I was crazy. Like they were like, put it in the past. And I was like, oh my gosh, I guess. Like it literally doesn't matter whose fault it was. Let's enjoy the next hour. Like you got lost. You couldn't find each other. But they were so concerned of like... There was a like, million misunderstandings. Yeah. And that was the reason. There was miscommunication and misunderstanding. Correct. No one had bad intent. Nothing was actually wrong. You just missed out on time together. But instead of like letting it go and moving on, they were so consumed with just holding on to that situation and placing blame. Also, a lot of times we become consumed with people validating how we feel. And, and that's literally like part of... Blaming others is also relying on others to validate your emotions. It's not on other people to do. And honestly, after I was like, let's put that in the past. And everyone looked at me crazy. It only took about a minute for them to hug it out and be like, you're right. Like, this was a misunderstanding. I'm glad you're here. Let's spend time together. And I'm like, great. Because <laughs> like, honestly, we, like it's not that big of a deal. Short. Yeah. And it's not that big of a deal. Well, going off of that example, I'm curious about your opinion when it comes to tearing people down or blaming someone versus handling it with grace, like how you want to be treated. I know that you gave that example of like miscommunication or misunderstanding and like kind of talking through it and making the most of your time together. But what would be your opinion? For example, I'll give you a scenario like someone at work like your employee makes a really big mistake that is like a a more serious mistake that affects the company, you know, and they make this mistake when it comes to handling it. Like, how would you feel like the best way is to handle it? Because I feel like there's two ways almost of like put the blame, kind of tear someone down. And obviously I may sound bad, but in the moment that might be people's reaction. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, you ruined everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, people actually have that reaction where it's like, you ruined everything. This is your fault. And it's like, yes, it is. But like, at the end of the day, what is doing that going to do for you? In my opinion, like if 
someone messed something up, I will tell them the consequences of what has been messed up. I will not say this is your fault. I try not to use words like you, 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 but continue to use words like we, because at the end of the day, first off, we are a team. And I use the words we when we do something great together. So why would I not use the words we when we mess up together? So I continue to use the words we. And I also really do focus on like, here are the consequences of our actions as a team. We just messed this up. Because we don't have this done now, we are going to have to stay up an extra two nights to finish this. I sometimes will be like, I'm not going to make you do this. I'm going to do it. Because I don't think you can do it in two days if you weren't able to do it in a week. But next week, you're going to have twice as much due because we're going to have this margin of error erased. And that's literally how I will explain things because it's like, it's not about how you ruin everything. But that's everything a leader mindset too. Think, yeah. you're, you're taking a leadership mindset instead of like putting the blame on that person and living your life in a state of like, it's your fault. You messed up. Bad employee, like pointing the finger, tearing him down, doing all this stuff. You're using different language. You're letting them know like the consequences to what happened because that's reality. Your actions have consequences and your actions, there's, you know, things that mm-hmm. happen after your actions. But like you said, I like what you said when it comes to like, we, 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 our, because at the end of the day, you are a leader and it is a team and it's not just one person. Everyone has to take responsibility. Absolutely. And like, two, I'm human. I make mistakes. So like, if I were to make mistakes as a leader, I also want you to have an open line of communication with me and let me know. Like I had one intern this summer. She's like, Abby, I need more structure. Like, I don't like how sometimes the things that you send me are unorganized. And I, again, if I was the person that was casting blame, I could literally be like, no, you need to learn how to work in my company and the way I work. You need to do this. You need to do that. Instead, I said, you know what? Which is how so many people, like 99.9% of people would respond If you have an employee or someone who's working for you, you would say, this is how we do it. Mm -hmm. So get on board. Mm -hmm. Like corporate. Oh, my gosh. Look, so when we have the opportunity to do things like that, like this is an opportunity for us as well to actually improve ourselves and allow a system to actually be able to exist like with clarity within all the parties involved. But when it comes to that, it's like when I mess up too, I ask you for my patience. I ask you, not for my patience, but like for patience with me. I ask you to be graceful to me. I ask you to be open and trustworthy of me as well to not do this again, if that's what needs to be done. If it was something that was like silly that they needed, because we've had people also say like, We have too much autonomy. It's not silly. It's just that is something that is core to our company. Those are when I'm like, hey, this is how it is. Mm -hmm. We don't blame them. We've actually even looked. It's it's listening with an open mindset, not a defense Mm -hmm. blaming mindset. Mm -hmm. You're listening with a mindset of, I'm open if what you're saying is something 
to to know I'm open to what you're saying so I can know hmm are they saying something that I could learn from or that I could be able to adapt or change something or are they saying something when it comes to what they're bringing up of oh, this is core to our company, so we do have to implement this. I mean, you're open. You're not coming at it with already a mindset. Because I think, I too, I, re- I was reading this book, and it was like a lot of us listen with our answer already in our head. Mm-hmm. So we're listening, 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 knowing how we're going to respond. So we're not actually yep. like taking in what they're saying. We're just eager to share our response, you know, mm-hmm. instead of actually listening with an open mindset because you might want to change your response depending on what they say. You don't know how you're going to respond. Yeah. No, seriously. So when it comes to that, it's just like I was reading my book last month was Compassionate Conversations. And it Ooh, was legit. Like one sentence was like, when you're in a state of defense, you're no longer thinking with clarity at all. Like at all. It was like, you might as well just end the conversation there. And I was like, huh? It's not that serious. And it's like, no, your actual like capability of processing information, you go into survival mode, science-based. Like you are now trying to survive. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And I think too, with this episode topic of taking more responsibility and stop blaming others, like it's just it's innate in us. So if you're sitting there and you have the mindset of, oh, I'm not the kind of person, you know, that would do that, evaluate your last few months and really see with yourself if there's anything that's happened to you that you haven't taken full responsibility for. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like there's, even if you've become a master at this, we still have that natural like ability and sense. And so we will still mess up sometimes. Like we're not perfect. There may be times in the future that you still mess it up, but it's, it's important to recognize that with ourselves. And I'm a person too, where I'm like, when I was a kid, I was always straight to the defense. My parents would never tell me why for anything. And so I was always defensive. I was always ready to explain myself. And I've realized that that's carried over in other things where I'm like, I was doing this like therapy session and my therapist said something that I wrote down. I'm pulling out my book and I'm going to, I'm going to read this like statement because I wrote this down and I was like, I need to say this saying Every day, I just need to repeat this saying to myself, and it's, you're responsible for what you get offended by. Most of the Mm. time, we get offended because we think we're right or have the right. Mm. I'm telling you, I'm happy you're doing therapy because, look, it's so hard to tell people that because they get defensive when you even say that. When you say to somebody, hey, I can literally look at you and be like, you are dumb and ugly, And when I was little, my parents literally trained me to be like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Like, no, I'm very smart, actually. That's it. They were like, no, no, you don't get flustered. You don't get mad. It's okay. Because guess what? You know who you are. God knows who you are. You are literally made in God's image. And you want me to, you want someone to tell you that you're dumb? It's easier said than done. It's Mm -hmm. like, you don't even realize, like I'm telling you, like I wasn't even realizing some of this stuff. And I was like, it's almost like this attitude of how dare they do this to me? How dare they say this to me? How dare they treat me like this? How dare blah, 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 blah. And you can go along and you can point out everyone that's hurt you, every experience that you've been through, all the wrong in your life. What is that going to do? It's going to do nothing for you. You have to be able to take responsibility for what your feelings are and how you react. 
Because mm-hmm. once you become at peace with yourself and at peace, like for me, again, it's my spirituality, it's my faith through Christ, but I'm so confident in that, that now it's like, you can go ahead and say all this stuff and I'm in one ear and out the other if it's like negative or if it doesn't affect me. I'm not going to sit there and give them the time of day or reaction or put blame on them. How dare they say this? How dare I be in this situation? I'm going to be resilient anyway. I'm going to mm-hmm. take responsibility for my actions anyway. And I'm learning. And it's like, it's something that I want to point out too. Like, I know Abby and I talk about experiences and learning and everything like that. Like, we are also learning and going through this. And mm-hmm. me, myself, like, I'm learning every day. Will I mess up tomorrow? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But I'm aware and I'm growing and I'm committed every day to work on it. And I'm committed every day to try to see that with myself. And I think it's important, like another point we wanted to bring up with as we close this episode out is accept your life. Accept your life. Don't waste time wishing things were different. Accept your life and be willing to work every day to be the best version of yourself. Every Mm -hmm. day is a start to make things better. You need to see right now almost as a starting point. If you've had a bad few life experiences, if you've gone through it and you're like, this is the trajectory of my life. My family is poor. My family is abusive. My family is this. This is who I come from. And so this is the trajectory of my life. It's like, no, it doesn't have to be if you don't want it to be. Mm -hmm. You don't have to become your family. You don't have to put blame on all these people in your life and never take responsibility and own your life. You have every day is a fresh start. And if you want to be different, do the work and be different. If you want something different for yourself, do the work and be different. Amen. That's something I've, I even told someone earlier this week, every day is day one. They're like, oh, I don't want to start school because, and you name all these things that are just outside of yourself. Or I don't want to go to work tomorrow because, and it's like, no, every day can be day one. Every day is a fresh start, like you said. And it's all about taking that responsibility. When it comes to this episode, it's like taking that responsibility of that's when you get to own your life and have you run your life. Your life's not running you. You're choosing your actions, who you surround yourself with. You're taking responsibility for it, the good and the bad, both. That is where growth comes. And that's where you're able to really start running the where the destination of your life is headed towards. Because if you sit there and you just blame everything and everyone all the time, that is going to have such a negative effect on your relationship, your career, and your entire life because you're always going to be looking for someone to validate you, looking for someone to save you, looking for the sign to come, looking for all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's like you need to take responsibility, get up, and do the work to be able to deal with that with yourself. But yeah, accept yes. your life yeah. <laughs> is a, a great closing point. Abby, did you have any last thoughts before we No, that's it. That's out? like mic drop. Like that was it. And I love that we're having this episode because like you said, even the things that you're bringing up that you might have regretted doing, like that could have been a year ago. That could have been two years ago. That could have been six months ago. And like your turnaround time, it's really not like set in stone. Okay. It's a journey to get to this point, to be able to look outside yourself, to be able to recognize your own triggers, to take responsibility for your own being and your own emotions. That is a process as a journey. So also want to add Take your time, take your time, but do a little bit towards it every single day. I love that. That's a great point to end on. An article from Harvard Business Review talked about the trigger points that you just brought up too. And it talked about when you are going through it, for example, if you're visiting your mom and you and your mom have a really bad relationship and there's triggers, you can see it as I'm visiting my mom. 
oh, today's going to suck. It's going to be an awful time. Here we go again. Or you could see it as I'm visiting my mom. I'm going to be aware of my triggers. And if she does this or says this, I'm going to respond with X and Y. And that is how we're going to be able to move forward in our relationship. And I will take responsibility for my part in that. And so it's like the same situation, two different ways you can take it. And so just make sure, like Abby said, remembering you don't have to do a turnaround tomorrow or do this whole 180, but be aware, recognize it, and do work every day to get just a little bit better and take more responsibility, have people hold you accountable, and be committed to growth. That's all you can ask for for yourself and for other people is to be committed to growth. So with that being said, thank you, Homegirl Hustlers, for listening to this episode. Let us know if you have any other topic ideas that you're interested in hearing more about or guest speakers that you'd love to have on the podcast be featured. We had an incredible guest speaker a couple weeks ago, and we're looking to bringing some more on, so we're excited about that. Thank you for listening, and make sure to follow us on Instagram, join our private Facebook group, and we'll see you next Wednesday. See you next Wednesday.